We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my darling, my sweetheart. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. And yes, relationships. Oh, my goodness. Relationships, relationships, relationships. They are our mirrors. They reflect back to us who we think we are. And I was so concerned for so many years about what these relationships were reflecting back to me, what other people thought of me. I was more concerned about that and simply relaxing into the knowingness of my own amazingness. One of my spiritual teachers said to me once, the biggest problem I see with you, Tammy, is that you care too much about what other people think. You want everyone to like you. And I I said, well, yeah. I mean, doesn't everyone? She goes, it's actually none of your business. And that kind of like, kind of rattled me a little bit. It's none of my business. She really supported me in understanding the more important thing, the bigger picture is how I feel about myself and really relaxing and knowing and believing and receiving that God adores me. He loves me. He thinks I'm amazing. And by giving my power away and caring too much about what mere mortals thought of me was really wasting a lot of my own energy and the opportunity to deepen my relationship with the divine. I was so grateful to get that piece of feedback and to set some different intentions. And because of it these days, my life works with so much more grace and ease and joy. And the reflections that are my relationships have improved exponentially. Our relationships are a reflection of our relationship with ourself. And as we heal that, we can manifest more supportive, loving, entertaining, wonderful, high vibrational relationships with others in the world. Today, I'm so happy to be um, sharing with you one of my relationships that are fun and enjoyable, um, laughter-filled, joyful, incredible, and amazing. I'm sharing with you my personal fairy godmother, Penny Orloff. Penny is a professional life coach and a tarot reader. For over 50 years, Penny has used the cards in her counseling practice. For 10 years, she was the art therapist at a, a residential drug and alcohol rehab facility in Malibu. She's the author of Art as Life, Work, Life as Artwork, a creativity seminar and workbook that's been offered nationwide. She's currently at work on her book, Who Would You Be If You Had Nothing to Bitch About?, Her personal development system, Wishful Thinking, synthesizes the human proclivity for magic and symbol with practical steps to the manifestation of your highest good and greatest happiness. She's also created a lot of stories and contributed to the Chicken Soup for the Souls series. In her former life, Penny was an actor and dancer in Los Angeles, and then she ended up with a Juilliard scholarship that took her to New York. She sang in more than 20 principal soprano roles for New York City Opera and played feature roles on Broadway under directors as Harold Prince and Joseph Papp. Theater, concert, and opera engagements took her all over the U.S., Europe, and the former Soviet Union. Her solo show, Jewish Thighs on Broadway, is based on her best-selling novel of the same name, Jewish Thighs on Broadway, which you can find on Amazon. And I guarantee you, you will laugh out loud if you get that book. Her new show, Songs and Stories from a Not-Quite-Kosher Life, premiered last August in Seattle. So, Penny, thank you so much for uh, saying yes to a second show with us here on Empower Radio. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoy these conversations so much. 
They really are a blast. And I love sharing you. I love experiencing you and then being able to share you with others is, is such a profound gift. And uh, I want to talk to you about um, what other people think of us and something I admired and respected. And this was just my perception. You can correct me if this wasn't the case or wasn't true. It didn't seem like you cared that much what people thought of you when I first met you. I was so overly concerned with pe- what people thought of me, but you're just like, you were so authentically yourself. Did you care? Did you not care? What What are your thoughts about that? Um, early on, as a child, well, uh, I um, I thought uh, that I that people didn't like me in school. I have a condition. <laughs> just, I have a condition. It's it's a mild form of face blindness. So I and I didn't know that it was a condition until well fairly recently. But as a child, I just didn't recognize people. So I felt kind of alone in school. I didn't have many friends. And looking back, I realized that my close friends were only one at a time, and they were always very outlandish looking. And this meant that I could recognize them. But anyway, I just felt lonely and I thought people didn't really like me. And then through the miracle of Facebook, old old friends, not friends, but people I knew in high school have contacted me and, you know, I've, I've gotten to know them in ways I never knew them before. And they've said things to me like, you were so inspiring. I admired you so much. And I mean, uh, from several people and and I never thought of myself like that as somebody inspiring and, you know, um, I, I had not. As a kid, I, uh, well, and it carried into my early adulthood, too. I was always wondering, do people like me? And feeling kind of unloved and unliked and being okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I think, Tammy, that may have been what you saw. Some of the residue of that is just be okay with that. They don't have to like me. Interesting. But, you know, there was... There, mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was intense loneliness about it. But um, I, I always, I found people to admire. And I realized as I grew older that the people I admired, that, that was the mirror image of the best of me. You know, when I could, when I was, I was a ballet dancer as a kid and the mirror was not my friend. It never is. I mean, ballet dancers. I mean, when you suddenly turn 12 years old and your whole body is different and there are lumps where there shouldn't be, there was only smoothness before. And, you know, the mirror becomes the enemy. And uh, as an actress and a musical theater actress, always worried about how I looked. And going on auditions with, did, was, did not bring out the best in me. Always mm-hmm. hoping, oh, will they like me? You know, that whole thing. But uh, <laughs> growing older, I mean, I, have, I can move my face. I'm 71, and I'm one of the few actresses my age in Hollywood who can actually move my face. And mm-hmm. I have long, silver-white hair. I don't dye my hair. And the way I look is, is unusual enough where I'm booked a lot. So that whole thing about uh, being afraid they won't like the way I look as a, you know, but, but people liked my writing. They liked my singing. Uh, you know, I was creative. I was intelligent. People liked the way my mind worked. So that, that was okay. But, you know, there were, I, I always, I, for a long, long time, I felt there was something deeply shameful about me. And that's why, People didn't really like me. So I saw, you know, uh, I, I was, I was, I felt friendless quite often and lonely quite often. 
a lot of it was I didn't recognize faces. So when people came up to me, hi, and I was kind of standoffish because I didn't know who the hell that was. <laughs> even now, yeah, even now, there was a theater company I helped to start 15 years ago in Los Angeles, Rogue Machine Theater, uh, an award-winning, brilliant, small theater company. And uh, I was a founding member, and I was there a lot. But, and, and I had these colleagues, but when I would be working box office, and some of these people I'd known for years would come up to buy a ticket. I, I didn't know who they were out of context, you know. That's <laughs> if I so was on funny. Side, yeah, so, so I, that condition, I realized, gave me some of my, some, some of my um, lack of confidence, you know, contributed to that. But, no, my I don't care what they think of me was kind of defensive. It was a defense ah, mechanism. It's that rebel thing again yes. that talked about mm-hmm. rebel rebellious thing. nature yeah. if, if they don't want want to be my friend if they don't like me you were remarkable no, I have well, to and this was funny to me because i had to do some work after my teacher said this to me <laughs> instead of trying to get love and approval and the reflection that i'm okay i started doing it for myself and then i started giving love and approval and affection to others, despite what they thought. And I think that's what I was with you. You said I was relentless because you were like a little bit like arms crossed, but I love that about you. And I just kept inviting you to my house and I was doing these support groups and I had a yacht and I kept inviting you and inviting you. And you made up a lot of excuses initially to not show up, but you eventually did. Well, because you were relentlessly nice to me, relentlessly kind and inviting. Then at one point, uh, you know, I, I, I had uh, sublet an apartment that was horrible in, in a horrible part of town. And you said, move into my place. I'm living in Idaho now. And I moved into your condo in the marina, uh, you know, a high floor with a beautiful view of the marina and everything. But, I mean, you were relentless. And it wasn't like we knew each other all that well, but you, you opened your heart, you opened your house. At one point, I'd been on your yacht so many times, and I said to you, yeah, I don't need a yacht because I've got yours. But, yeah, there was, you, were, you were such an abundant little creature, and you were like Tinkerbell. Every place you touched seemed to sparkle, and I finally, you reflected back to me, the best of myself, the most generous, the most open and welcoming. And I had to unfold my arms, stop folding my arms. <laughs> um, I, I began to see the better part of me reflected back to me from you. Cause I recognized what I always admired, you know, people who made friends easily. And it wasn't that you thought, Oh, she loves me. I'm going to be her friend. No, I was as, uninviting as possible i wasn't rude or mean or anything but i wasn't exactly accepting but it didn't deter you so i saw that that's how you you know what they say if you need a friend be one yeah i think we need to give what we want to receive but i was so i think uncomfortable in my skin and so insecure for so many years it's like oh will they like me will they like me and a lot of people didn't So I made myself smaller and smaller and smaller, and I struggled intensely with chronic fatigue, and I finally got to the place with my health where I realized I either need to die or really change my way of being and thinking. And um, as the student was ready, the teachers appeared, and I finally got to this place of just simply relaxing, allowing myself to be me. One friend of mine said to me, 
She was a healer. I love your purple sparkly toenail polish. And I said, oh, that's why I hate planet Earth. There isn't enough purple or sparkles here. It's not my home planet. <laughs> and she's like, well, maybe that is your job to bring it in. And I was like, I felt like she gave me my job description and I quit apologizing for being me. I'm very purple. I'm very sparkly. And if I'm off putting to you, then, you know, look another direction or, you know, and, and I think I, I maybe was a little off putting to you initially. And it made me laugh so hard, so hard when you share a little bit of your story. And I think if you would have told me this prior to me getting to this place inside myself, I would have been very chagrined or hurt or I don't know how I would have taken it, but it wouldn't have been a compliment. You said something like, I didn't want to like you, Tammy. You know, who do you think you are walking in with your bosoms and your hair and this and that? And then you read your paper and I was like, oh, shit, she's intelligent, too. I have to like her. <laughs> yeah, I valued wonderful. Yeah, I valued intelligence. And yeah, like the first week and we, we all had papers due. And then the, the professor said, uh, I, I'd like to have Tammy read hers. And, and you read it. and It was like, oh, wow, okay. So I can't just put you in a category, you know, Hollywood bimbo actress. I couldn't put you in that, in that category because uh, you, you were smart and spiritual and, and had a really eclectic mind where you could pull from a lot of different areas. But you know what, too? That's, that's what, we, what you were saying when you introduced this segment is our relationships reflect back to us for good or ill. What are we seeking when we pick um, companions mm. what are we seeking and that whole thing about you know I, I love intelligent having conversations with very intelligent people who think differently from me who can pull in different um, things I, I, I like generous people I like people of faith um, you know all, all the best best qualities of myself I can look for people who reflect that back to me, or I can choose to continue to hang around with people who bitch and moan, negative, ain't it awful kind of people, shaking their fist and outraged. I can be with those people, but I find it exhausting and it makes me miserable. And I'd, I'd rather, lately, in the past, I'll say 10 or 12 years, I've realized I get to choose who I spend my time with as, you know, my lifespan is dwindling. You know, I get to choose who I spend my time with. And the people who reflect back, back to me is the best of myself, not people who criticize me or make me feel insecure about myself or why don't you cut your hair, you know, or, or you'd look prettier if you dye your hair or, um, you know what, your eyebrows are so light, why don't you have them tattooed? Things like that. People who correct me all the time. It, I, I don't have to be with those people. Or with people who reflect back to me the dragon that is inside me, people who are outraged all the time and ain't it awful. I, I'd rather be with people who look for abundance, who focus on what's right with this picture, who focus on, oh, that, you, you know, because like you can say people are no damn good and you can find abundant evidence of that if you're looking. Absolutely. Or you can say, you know, I believe people are really good at heart and you see around you generosity and kindness. Yes. So we get to choose our reality reflected back to us because it's an observer dependent universe. 
We choose what we're going to observe, and that becomes our reality. So what what you've said to me before, outer reality is a reflection of inner reality, and it's absolutely true. We get to pick what we're, you know, we get to seek what we choose, and therefore we will find it because it's all out there all the time. So what among that enormity are we going to focus on? And that's our reality. So people from the same household, go ahead. Yep. The Course in Miracles has this thing, and I, it took me a while to figure out what it was, but it's like the ego is like a scavenger dog. It's always going to find what it's looking for. But as I've healed a lot of my ego stuff from living from edging God out, my soul is finding exactly what it's looking for. And if it's not a fit, then I just keep looking until I find something that is. And you had a quote earlier today. I wrote it down because it made me laugh out loud. Outer reality creates the odor of what we are cooking in our inner reality. (laughs) Yeah, whatever we're cooking up in there, the aroma is out in the world. The aroma goes out in the world. And people who think they don't have any effect, what we think and what we choose to perceive and how we choose to interpret what we perceive, it has an effect. It ripples outward. It has an effect on everything. You know that whole thing about brighten the corner where you are or act locally? That, huh? that whole thing is absolutely true. You light a candle and you brighten where you are and that, yeah, and it, it and it extends outward. It affects yes. other people. I love Mahatma Gandhi's quote. I say this a lot because a lot of people are in like confusion and chaos and angry about the out there. Be the change you want to see in the world. I wanted a world that was more purple and sparkly and sweet and gracious. And so I had to just allow myself to be that energy. And now my life is a reflection of that. There's a lot of purple. There's a yeah. lot of sparkles. There's a lot of really sweet, generous, amazing, gracious, grateful souls in my life. And now I do encounter people that maybe aren't those things. I don't spend a lot of time there. And the past, I would. I would spend a lot of time there trying to lift them up or try to prove to them that I'm really good and that I'm really kind and that I'm really lovable. I just don't waste my time like that anymore because everything is is allowed, but we get to choose yeah. where we hang out. And as we know our value and we relax into that space of uh, peace and love and comfort and at, at homeness in our own skin, we tend to be more um, discerning about who we let close to us and how close to us. And from my perspective, this experiment has been really interesting and it's gotten to the point of being a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. But what you said about discernment, that's a key thing. And you know what, we're not born discerning because it's all new when we come in, but with experience, we learn what is really nourishing to ourselves and, and mm-hmm. what is not beneficial. And there, there comes discernment and only by making the mistakes and trying things and getting a result can we really sharpen discernment. And, you know, all, all creatures, uh, avoid and even microbes and plants and all that they go toward the light towards pleasure towards the good and away from toxic away from painful so when we have an impulse to be away from toxic people people who it's just not our cup of tea you know maybe it's not it's like peanuts you know they're very good and wonderful for almost everybody nourishing and fabulous and some people can die from eating them. It's not that a peanut is bad. It's that sometimes it's just not a good fit. So we can feel when people aren't a good fit for us. And as creatures, as 
creations of God, all of the creation has this towards the, the, the beneficial and away from the toxic. If we ignore those feelings, we feel poisoned eventually. So mm-hmm. I think that, but, but a lot of t- and it's not that there's something wrong with that person. It's not a good fit. And to yes. force ourselves to be there because we should, and what will people think of us? Well, if, if we just stop seeing them, well, what will all those other people think? Like you said, it's not my business what they think. What's, what's important is my health and my, you know, nurturing myself because when I'm doing well, it has radiance in the world. It's good for the world. My yes. happiness... I'm not saying, I mean, some people say, well, what about bank robbers? You know, I'm not saying if you have to rob banks or rape children or kill people, you know, just check out now. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about regular people, decent, good people. You know, if you have an impulse, listen to your feelings. If it feels wrong, it's wrong, even if it's wrong only for you. And even if it's wrong only at that time. But you have, you know, really zero in on your feelings. I think that's true. Of, to trust know, your intuition, to trust your gut instinct, to yeah. trust what feels good and right and true for you. And I was told as a child a lot, you know, you're wrong. I don't care what you think or feel. You do what you're told. And so I discon- it's like chopping one arm off and then chopping the other arm off. I lost a couple of really important tools in my life. And I had, uh, yeah. you know, life beat me up to the place where it's like I really had to um, – accept and um, welcome some of those things back that had been um, that had been diminished in my earlier life. And, you know, you're bringing forward something that is um, it was an awareness that was shared with me in a meditation. I love those. Everything is allowed. Everything is allowed in this very eclectic plane of duality, free will and choice from the darkest dark to the lightest light. The palette is here. It's a very extensive palette. The buffet is very massive. It's all allowed. But we get to choose what we put on our plate. We get to choose who we hang out with. I'll meet someone and think, well, that's a lovely soul, but I don't really want to go to lunch with them. Everything's allowed, but we get to choose who we hang out with. I can love everyone, but not want to spend a lot of time with them. So I think that 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 is the quality of discernment. What really honors you? What feels good? Go towards um, what feels good and right, what brings you joy. And what if you don't have to choke down the things that don't fit or that don't feel good? Yeah. yeah. What if you know your value well, and your worthiness and you trust your amazingness? It seems then we attract yeah, a different yeah. kind of energy. I think that's true. But also that whole thing, what you were just saying, it's exactly what my book that, you know, I'm. who would you be if you had nothing to bitch about? That's the name of my book. If, if if nothing was going wrong in your world, what would that look like? And a lot of it's already there. But if, if, if these people, you complain about them, but you're with them, and you complain about them and complain about them, if that was gone, if you could minimize or eliminate that which, which destroys your peace, which disturbs your peace, if you could minimize or eliminate that which disturbs your peace, what would your life look like? Pretty blissful, actually. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, start writing it down. I mean, because there's a lot of it's already there, but you can't see it because there's these large impediments that are, you know, disruptions. Well, yeah, and keeping your eyes focused on what's bad and wrong. 
Instead of fighting, if you don't fight with that, yeah. it goes away. It's like spiritual Aikido. It just kind of moves through and on and moves beyond. And there's such a relief yeah. to that. Life can be quite joyful when we um, understand our value and that you don't have to say yes to what you don't want to say yes to. Yeah, and there are people in our lives that we'd rather, geez, we start dreading the phone call. I've had that happen. The phone's ringing and it's like, oh, I don't want to pick up. Well, then why is this person in your life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, don't and, pick I, up and don't, yeah. I spent a lot of time with people that I didn't really respect and appreciate. But you know what? I didn't respect and appreciate myself. And they were a reflection of that. So I really had to do a lot of work. Wow. Come back to that place yeah. of self-appreciation and um, self-respect and making those more self-honoring choices that were a better fit. Okay, so Penny, we have a minute left. Can you believe how fast this went? Wow, always. <laughs> so will you do a shout out? So if people want to get a hold of you, ask you some questions, maybe get a tarot reading, how can they find you? Okay, you can find me uh, online, Penny Orloff, no spaces, no dots, Penny Orloff at me, M-E, at me.com, Penny Orloff at me.com. And I do counseling and tarot readings, tarot counseling. And yeah, I'm available I love that about you. It's like you've been such a, a bright light in my life. You make me think, you make me feel, you expand my heart. And I really think that's what relationships should do for us. And I think we heal in relatedness. And uh, I'm so grateful for you, Penny. I'm so, so grateful for you. And I'm also so grateful for you, my friend, my darling, my soul sibling, my seeker, my spiritual pathmate for... Um, just allowing and inviting Empower Radio and Journey to Center and me and Penny to be a part of your day. It's such an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. And I would love to be in touch with you. Go to my website, Tammy B. PhD. If you've got questions, comments, if you want a free book, download it and listen to the meditation. I'm here. You want a prayer request? How can I support you? Let's keep going higher as spiritual rock climbers having this incredible human experience. So God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. <laughs>